Science fiction writer Arthur C. Clarke wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey in 1968 about a future human-crewed mission to Jupiter in the year 2001. Boy, was he ever wrong. We haven't even sent people back to the moon yet. The point is, predicting the future is notoriously difficult to accomplish. However, some things in the future are not so difficult to predict. For example, with the successful deployment of the James Webb Space Telescope, we can safely predict that many, many exoplanets will be seen for the first time. These exoplanets will be seen in the infrared light they give off, not in visible light. Their exoplanetary atmospheres will be identified according to the gases they contain. Signatures of life, like ozone, methane, oxygen, and carbon dioxide, will be able to be detected, if life is present. Civilizations living on any of these exoplanets will be able to be detected by the heat patterns of their cities. Again, if there are cities. There are many discoveries and inventions in laboratories and research think tanks at the present time that we will become aware of within the next 10 years. All this is not only very exciting, but also life-changing on a social and a personal level. Just like when computers and cell phones were rushed into production and worldwide distribution within two decades, which totally changed the way we manage our daily lives, there are things coming now that will make our present lives seem old-fashioned. Brightside's first prediction, one world language. All the peoples of the world will be able to speak to each other and understand each other instantly by means of wearable and or implanted universal translator devices. Instant electronic communication systems began altering society with the advent of the telegraph and telephone in the 19th century. But personal communication between different peoples and cultures has remained stunted due to the differences in spoken language. That barrier is going to be confined to the dustbin of history within the next 10 years. One world language devices are going to be a real eye-opener and ear-opener. Artificial intelligence is the technology that will enable the one-world language to emerge. Many more benefits of AI can be expected, too. AI will enable society to do away with cash as a medium of economic exchange. It is possible that this will happen within the 10-year horizon we are forecasting. The difficulties society is currently experiencing with different monetary systems are not acceptable in a world that is not homogenizing, but harmonizing. Each person will be plugged into a worldwide economic system, optimally designed by AI. AI will begin to determine national decision-making within an international framework of cooperation, coordination, arbitration, and remediation. War will become a thing of the past, obsolete, counterproductive to human development and economic coordination. This can happen within 10 years. You may be beginning to doubt these predictions. Just hold your doubts for now. When astronauts first went to the moon and looked back and saw our beautiful Earth in space, humanity transformed itself. All the unifying developments we have seen since then can be related to and derived from that vision of ourselves in space. And speaking of space, there are two developments in telescope technologies that have a good outside chance of coming into play within the next decade liquid telescopes and ionized gas telescopes are entirely possible. Liquids in zero gravity form themselves into a reflective surface. No polishing or adaptive optics are necessary. A huge reflective surface can be created in orbit, so big 
that we could probably see the smiles on the faces of the exoplanet inhabitants, if they exist, and a million other things too small to see with the James Webb Space Telescope. No, don't laugh. NASA has already bought into this liquid telescope idea and is testing it in space right now. Ionized gas is also perfectly reflective. Before we talk about a crater on the moon, let's remember we have an astronaut mission to the moon already planned, called the Artemis mission, and it's almost ready to go. Soon you will see astronauts on the moon, and they'll be wearing brand new good-looking spacesuits. Back to what I was saying, a crater on the moon a mile wide could be flooded with ionized gas and electrified with generators to create a giant ionized gas telescopic mirror. Who knows what we would see with an ionized gas mirror on the moon? License plates on vehicles on exoplanets? If they have them. Okay, wait a second. I might be getting carried away a little bit. We want to know what we'll see in the next 10 years. I can see now why Arthur C. Clarke went so off the mark. Down here on the ground, we could see aurochs, dodo birds, and mastodons again within 10 years. We have already recovered the complete DNA of these extinct creatures. And with the science of gene splicing apparently picking up momentum, these species of animals, and probably some others too, should be able to be bred back into existence within 10 years or less. Each of these animal species was hunted by humans into extinction, so it would be a good act of atonement to bring them back. Not so sure about T-Rexes though. Concrete could be replaced within 10 years. It should be replaced ASAP, because it's not green. As concrete dries, it gives off carbon dioxide, a greenhouse gas. The use of concrete in modern society accounts for 8% of all carbon dioxide emissions worldwide. Not only that, modern concrete loses its structural integrity after about 80 years and begins to crumble. We should learn from the ancient Romans. Roman concrete gets stronger with the passage of time. Professor Joseph Davidovitz, the father of geopolymer science, has shown that ancient concrete did not dry in the sense that we know. It anneals. That means it dries without shrinking or giving off carbon dioxide. Currently, the formula for this ancient concrete remains lost, but geopolymer science is working hard to bring it back. You should start to see concrete going out and geopolymer building materials coming in within the next 10 years. That's a different look. Our clothing will change big time. Manufacturing techniques for nanofiber cloth are continuing to be perfected. What was only possible to make in small swatches of cloth a few years ago is rapidly turning into a technique for mass production. Soon, we will have seamless garments in very soft and very strong nanocloth. Not only that, but nanofiber production is meshing with microelectronics in truly revolutionary ways. Our clothing can become able to feel in such a way that our clothing becomes part of our bodies. Within 10 years, you should see this type of clothing showing up on fashion runways. We should also see big changes in transportation. Supersonic passenger jets promise to be commonplace within 10 years. For over 25 years, from the 1970s until the new millennium, we had the Concorde, a French airplane that could travel at over twice the speed of sound, Mach 2.02 to be precise. It was discontinued for safety reasons in 2003. Everything looks promising now for the return of supersonic passenger flight. United Airlines has placed an order for 13 supersonic jets 
to begin international passenger flights within the next seven years. Automobile traffic is already changing. Electric cars, self-driving cars, and hybrid models are already on the streets. More changes are yet to come, as gasoline continues to not be the fuel of choice. Hydrogen-powered vehicles are being developed experimentally at the present time. Will a safe new power source for cars, trucks, ships, trains, and planes find its way to the marketplace within 10 years? It's not the speed of technological development alone that is the determining factor. People's preferences are also a great driving force. Is that a pun? Yes, what we are seeing is a shift in consciousness among populations of people. The people want a future that is better, and they want it as soon as possible. This shift in public expectations is what is really driving invention, innovation, and changes in the market for transportation, and just about everything else. Our food is changing too. It has to. Land development, called urban spread, is stealing land that had been used for food production. Therefore, we are seeing changes in our farming. Vertical farming, as urban farms are called, is going through the roof, literally. The science behind vertical farming is called hydroponics, growing food in liquid rather than soil. Agriculture schools across the globe are immersed in hydroponics, figuring out how to increase nutrition, reduce the cost of food production, and increase its appeal to our palates. Our oceans are overfished by developed countries. Fish farming is becoming essential. Recently, Friends of the Earth issued an aquaculture report that strongly criticized some current fish farming practices, while making a series of great recommendations for the improvement of fish farming. Things look good for industrial-level fish farming, both in containment tanks in the ocean and on land. The good news is that the fish are cooperating admirably by staying healthy and reproducing splendidly. It just may be that they do better when they don't have predators stalking them all the time. So, hold on to your hats, Brightsiders. The future is coming after all. It looks good from here. Lots of career openings in new fields, innovations coming into the marketplace, and new products that will create new lifestyles. But I haven't got a clue as to what kind of hairstyles we'll see in 10 years. That's going to be totally up to you. The most incredible technology for transporting things and people could be teleportation. Unfortunately, we won't see a teleportation machine in the near future. But we will be able to ride perfect self-driving cars with autopilots on the road and in the air. We will also ride flying motorcycles and take a vacuum train to get from New York to Los Angeles in just a few minutes. So, let's start with self-driving cars. The principle of operation of almost all such vehicles is the same. The car has cameras and sensors, high-precision maps, and radars that scan the situation on the road. A common system unites such machines. Each of them knows where the others are, and this prevents accidents or traffic jams. Of course, today's cars with autopilot are not so impressive. Many people drive them. But imagine what will happen when all vehicles on Earth get united by a common artificial intelligence. People will forget about traffic jams forever. Computers will predict dangerous situations and prevent them. But what will people do on the road if they don't drive cars? The developers will focus on passenger entertainment, 
the car will be able to tell you the exact time of the trip. Do you need to arrive at noon sharp? Okay, the car may intentionally slow down or increase its speed. It will turn into a real electronic assistant. You can have a meeting, order food, and choose a movie with the help of voice control. The driver's seat has a mini movie theater, a game console, or a mini refrigerator. People who like to communicate with drivers will be able to speak with advanced artificial intelligence. But, of course, there will also be problems. The main one will be the excessive correctness of driving. Scientists and developers are working on humanizing machines. Here's an example. Let's say the car is driving along a busy street and notices a man standing by the road. The car's internal system quickly analyzes the situation and decides that the person is going to step onto the road. The only reaction of the computer is to pull over. The car is slowing down. Another car stops behind it. The first vehicle has created a dangerous situation and a traffic jam. And the man was not even going to cross the street. He was just standing there, waiting for his friend. Deal with this issue. The developers of some companies equip their cars with a voice. That is, they taught them to honk. In a problematic situation, such a vehicle will press the horn like an angry driver. But the car can slow down if a bird flies by. No horn signal will save you here. On the one hand, the human factor is one of the main causes of road accidents. On the other, a person can analyze a situation much better and choose the right solution. It's unlikely that a machine on autopilot will stop to pick up a guy hitchhiking on the side of the road. Perhaps this guy has gotten into trouble and he urgently needs to leave that place. Or maybe he was bitten by a snake and he needs to go to a hospital. The computer can't know that, but a kind person behind the wheel will stop and offer help. Even if the world gets rid of traffic jams, people will strive for something more, whether on the road or in the air. Many engineers believe that autonomous flying taxis and buses are the future of transport. But gravity-powered flights will appear in the distant future. Such machines will work on the principle of a helicopter. They will be stylish, small helicopters equipped with autopilot. Uber and other companies are investing in such technologies, and you might soon be able to use them. Let's say you're late for some event. You open the app and book the helicopter closest to you. Next, you go to the roof, where many aircraft are parked. Then your pilot takes you to the parking lot of your destination. And from there, you quickly reach the location you need. And imagine the same thing, but for many people at once. You arrive at a particular train station and get on a bus with wings. It takes off and follows a long route, taking you and other passengers to another city. And what if such giant buses could take you into space? Not only cars will have propellers, but also motorcycles. There are already hover bikes designed for one passenger. You put on a helmet and sit on a small device. In 2025, you will be able to buy such bikes for $50,000. Unlike flying cars, hover bikes cannot take off to a great height or accelerate to high speeds. But in the future, this technology will evolve. Air taxis and autopilot cars only work in the air or on smooth roads. 
But what if you need to cross an area with a mountainous landscape or swamps? For such off-road areas, Hyundai has developed the coolest SUV. Instead of wheels, it has legs. This walking vehicle passes through difficult sections and does it with maximum comfort. Each leg has knees and can bend. It will take you to a high hill or even to the top of a volcano. Soon, you won't need to go shopping because stores will come to you. Toyota has already created an unusual car you can turn into a store with any goods. Clothes, groceries, toys, jewelry, whatever. Such vehicles could improve delivery services and provide more comfort to people on trips. But the most incredible technology that will appear in the future is the Hyperloop. It's a train on an aerodynamic cushion. Imagine a capsule traveling at a speed of 760 miles per hour inside a vacuum tube. The interior resembles a spaceship capsule. You take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. Right now, you're accelerating to a speed that exceeds the speed of sound. But inside the cabin, you don't feel this speed. If you watch this train from the side, it will pass by you faster than you blink. And that's how it works. You know air hockey, right? The puck easily flies through the entire area because small holes all over the field release a thin layer of air. The puck doesn't touch the field itself. It levitates. There's no friction, so it just moves around the area. The Hyperloop works on a similar principle, but the air is coming from the capsule, not from the tube. Thus, a tiny distance appears between the capsule's walls and the tunnel. And with the help of an electric motor, the train is set in motion. Okay, we figured out the friction force, but what about air resistance? The fact is that at very high speeds, large objects can't move quickly if the air is very dense. You literally crash into the air, and it limits your speed. Standard airplanes fly at an altitude with much lower air density to develop high speed. That's why the Hyperloop will move inside the pipe. Special equipment pumping the air out of this pipe will work on certain sections of this route but some air will still be there since creating a complete vacuum requires a lot of energy. A special fan on the train's nose will move all the incoming air under the capsule. The movement of a vacuum train resembles the work of pneumatic mail. This is when parcels pass through pipes installed in a building, and these parcels move through the pipes thanks to air compression. The Hyperloop should work using solar panels installed on the roof of the pipe. Elon Musk has long come up with this idea, but its development has some difficulties. The air gap between the tube and the capsule must always be the same. Any pipe crack, bump, or stone can destroy the entire structure. What if a small earthquake happens somewhere? But if engineers manage to develop this technology, we will be traveling from Los Angeles to New York in just a few minutes. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.